0: and welcome to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Becky. I'm Tash. And I'm
1: Emma. Hello. 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 How's everyone doing? Wonderful. Fine.
2: Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Just excited to do another episode with you two gorgeous babes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen,
1: I do not feel gorgeous right now.
2: Oh, but I bet you are. Mm. Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably, am. I'm just being nervous. Uh... Probably, am yes. <laughs> I'm just going to go straight in, though, with some spooky stuff. Becky, I have found a haunted house. Am I not allowed to know? Yeah, but you're not in the area, sweetie, are you? Oh,
1: okay,
2: fine. No, don't listen, Tash. Don't you dare. <laughs> 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 just for us. <laughs> no, but I meant I haven't found it. My in-laws found it, and... uh it's an Airbnb and it can be rented out, Becky.
0: Oh no, <gasps> Let, let's let's not.
1: <laughs> when I come over next year, I want to rent a house for us all to have like a party in.
2: Should we rent that one? Uh, How far away is it? It's not far. It's about five minutes from where you used to live. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Not far. Ooh. Basically, my in-laws have been over to France for a, a few weeks, which was great. and um, yeah, they stayed in this place, and it was a typical little French townhouse that had been owned by old French people, so you can imagine like the floral wallpaper and the kind of musty smell and it's all a bit dark and gloomy, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I've got a picture in my head. oh yeah, I can
2: smell that house. Yeah, yeah like boxy rooms and so on the first night they stayed there they didn't stay there for long uh because they were in another jeep but then they had to move anyway that that's by the by uh they were only in there for like a week so on the first night my mother-in-law got pushed while she was in bed by nothing because she doesn't she's like an insomniac she never sleeps so she was wide awake when this happened and uh, yeah, she kind of thought, oh, okay, that's strange. And the next day, she was in the kitchen and the sponge was in the sink. So, you know, like the French sponges that have the yellow side and the green side. But yeah. I don't just
1: think they're specific to France. I have those too.
2: You have those too. I thought everybody in England had like cloths to do the washing up. I mean, they can. <laughs> Every time I've been to England and I've tried to wash up, I've been trying to wash up this useless cloth, and I'm like, "Why don't you just Do have you the sponges?" Do you mean like a jade the... cloth.
1: I don't. I don't think people use those anymore. or They're really old school. Are they like tartan?
2: Yes, like blue. Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean not tartan, but yeah, they're like often red or blue.
2: Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Like and completely useless for scrubbing plates. Things
1: ever. They're really yeah. old school. I use oh. a sponge and then I have microfiber cloths to like, wipe down all the surfaces that I use once or twice and that well, I have one per day and then
2: wash it. Oh, oh that's my. good. To, that's, that's good to know your cleaning techniques, babe. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Tune in next week to find out how I clean my bathroom. Yeah, it's a cleaning, cleaning tips corner.
2: Oh, you know, there's like cleaning TikTok and I'm obsessed with it. Like this woman goes into oh, I love people's filthy houses mm-hmm. and she just makes them sparkle and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. cleaning porn. Anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> porn. Yeah. <laughs> porn. <laughs> Calm
2: down, girls. Right. So, okay. So she had this non-French sponge, but she did buy it in France. But apparently you can get them everywhere <laughs> in the world. And we're not special. <laughs> we're not special one side's yellow one side's green and one it was in the sink and, and you-
0: one side's green makes everything so quick clean
2: <laughs> did you just yeah. made that up
0: yeah i just made it up see i should have been in marketing
2: yeah you missed your calling you should be writing jingles <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm not
0: interrupting my friends as they're trying to tell us the story
2: <laughs> it's fine yeah. hey it's what we do people are used to it by now
0: Mm.
2: so she's watching this sponge <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling a story for a sp- about a sponge for the past five minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> also how many
2: interjections <laughs> we've done is it a new
0: sponge or has it been used a few times been around. I don't know
2: the logistics of said sponge I imagine I hope oh, I hope it's a new one yeah I hope it was a new one but it was in the sink <laughs> and as she was looking at it it flipped the other side. I mean... So-
1: <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It was like, oh! I thought it was going to be spookier than that.
2: Well, you look at a sponge flipping on its own. It is spooky. didn't make a noise. Was it like... Was it like that
0: it, that's its naked side and it had to turn around? So it was like, oh, my bad <laughs> <Whoop.
2: laughs> I could have oh you are him. a couple of knobs just imagine it going oh and then go turn him around <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm shy, shy. do look, 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 look at me my
0: yellow side just look at my green side
2: well I'm sure you wouldn't have found it that funny if you'd have seen it
0: I wouldn't have liked it but <laughs> it's
2: just the way that you said it, it was just
0: so funny <laughs> oh imagine if you go and stay there it was like got a lot of sponges flipping around all the
1: time. Why was she staring at the sponge as well? What? Well,
2: I, I <coughs> can't remember the exact placement of the kitchen because I only went in there once because when, like, I was in there for 10 minutes and got stung twice on the arse. Stung by what? Well, I have no idea. Literally no idea what stung me. Is that part of the haunting? No, I think that was an insect. <laughs> 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 but, uh but from that i refused to go in there because there were killer insects that were stinging my bottom oh, yeah. i was blame like, you and then another night so my mother-in-law was awake and she the, she heard the shower turn itself on and then run and then turn off again How was the sponge <laughs> felt a bit what? dry <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. No, that would be horrible. The shower though, that has happened to me before. So whether it's just does that not is that not just a thing in some of the, some in some of the old French houses that the shower not really?
1: You've still got to turn a knob, haven't you, for it to turn on.
0: But you know how to turn a knob.
2: <laughs> 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 for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Becky, it is not normal for a shower to turn itself on and off again. Absolutely not. Not even and that little, weird little that. dribble
0: that they do. Yeah,
2: yeah a
1: weird little dribble. little dribble, like, 30 seconds after you've turned it off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a weird little dribble,
1: God. Well, just, this sound so sexy? <sighs> right. But... That weird little dribble that showers do 30 seconds after you've had a shower and turned it off. Yeah, fine, but not like in the
2: middle of the night. All right. And okay. at three o'clock in the morning, which is like the witching hour. Oh, no. no one's
1: having a shower at three o'clock in the morning. Well, some people are, but.
2: No, there's uh, no reason. And this shower came on full blast.
0: Oh, like a proper full on shower? Not just a little
2: dribble? No, there was no dribbling. It was full blown on. Wow. And on for a while and then off. So she's laying in her bed, scared now, because she's thinking, what the fuck was that? Well, I mean, she knows exactly what it was, but she's got no explanation for it. Busting for a pee. Oh, God, yeah, because of the sound of the water. Oh, yeah. God. And just, you know, if you wake up in the night, generally you need a pee. Yes. So she, she laid there for ages thinking, I'm scared to go, but I really need to go. And then she kind of reasoned with herself. Like, come on, this is stupid. There's nothing in there. Maybe I imagined it, whatever. So she goes in and does her business and she checks the shower and everything. And it was wet. Oh, it was wet. It was wet from where the water had been running. So So it it definitely happened. It wasn't just like in her head. No, it definitely happened. And get this, as she turned round to go out of the bathroom, she saw a little shadow person scuttle by the door. Oh, why did you have to say scuttle? Oh. Kind of like skittle, skittle. like no. shuffle along no. so at this point she's not hap- well she's not impressed she's rather frightened uh not frightened but a bit uneasy i think that that's the word and she contacted the lady who rents a house and she said you know do you know anything about the previous owners here this is probably sounding completely crazy and what not and she said, Oh, the, uh, the lady who lived there before died in the lounge. And then she said, Why have you seen her? Mm. You wouldn't answer like that, though, would you? Not unless you already knew that it was haunted as fucking that. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, I forgot this bit. And this is quite funny. Well, funny. It was a little old couple, so the the woman died in the house and the man then went off to a retirement home and died in the retirement home. But as I said, my mother-in-law doesn't sleep particularly well at night and like every night she could hear soft snoring coming from somewhere in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. That is
1: horrible.
2: I don't know it how helped. you thought that was funny
1: because that is the worst part of the story for me. Oh, I
2: don't know, the Soft shadow
1: person scuttling by. No, because I would put that down to, like, you know, when you're on edge and you turn around.
2: Okay. But, yeah, the snoring. And, uh, you know, we were saying, is it not somebody, is it not like in the house next door? Or And yeah, she the said, The walls are no. so thick with the houses in France, you don't really exactly. get to people next door, do you? No, exactly. And she said it sounded like someone was like just outside her bedroom window which is obviously <sighs> upper level so they'd have to be floating and mm. snoring that is
1: horrible
2: so bex should we, should we go no
0: <laughs> i don't want to be stung and
2: s- flipped <laughs> yeah.
0: over by sponges Listen,
1: when i wash up i want my sponge to stay still trying to wash up and the sponges are just
0: flipping about everywhere and the showers are turning on no thank you
2: uh yeah basically that was my my uh train of thoughts i was like oh cool a haunted house that we could rent and like go and investigate and do evps and then i was like um actually i don't think i want to that's not the fun. that's not fun though is it Mm
0: especially that my sponges are those um, well, scrub daddy sponges where it's like a face. So imagine if it started speaking. No. Oh.
2: oh, no. No, Becky, why did you say that? And then it could flip. That's going to live in my brain for ages now. I could never use those sponges They're again. Such good sponges. Do you have a
1: scrub daddy? Yeah. Nice. They're good they sponges. Good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were so proud of me. I was.
0: Like, I validate this. Validate good. your choice. Yeah. Respect.
2: So, yeah, that was my little spooky intro. Yeah. Well, thanks for that.
0: Yeah. Speaking of uh, haunted houses in France, I, I saw my uncle that... Do you remember when I said that we we stayed in a house in France and my uncle wasn't very well? And um, anyway, it was only a very short story. We, we stayed in a um, very, like, eerie house when we came over to France one year for a holiday and my uncle wasn't very well so he got up really early in the morning and sat down in the kitchen on the at the kitchen table and uh someone came by the back of his chair and kicked his chair and uh tried to push him Ooh. off the chair so that's why when you you said Ooh. about your mum someone trying to push her out of bed it kind of made me think of that
2: it was the way she explained it it wasn't like i don't know it
0: was like a shove
2: she didn't explain it like it, it- uh, yeah it didn't frighten her she was just a bit like oh all right then yeah that's that's odd it wasn't like a really aggressive get out of my bed kind of thing but yeah it just surprised her you, what you're talking about sounds aggressive as fuck yeah though. i think
0: it because he my uncle turned around thinking it was one of us kids running around messing around and like gonna go and like almost like shout at us to tell us to stop running around and there was no one there we were all still in bed. And at the same time, That's a no in the me. bathroom, my little cousins was on, were on holiday with us and they were quite small. So my auntie and my mum were bathing the little ones. And they got the little kids out of the bath, took the plug out and put it on the side. So, but the side where they put it was quite far away from the bath. So even if it fell down, it wouldn't have gone back in to the hole. <laughs> and uh, towards the plug. And um, they came, they went back upstairs later on and the bath was full again with the plug-in. Ooh. As if someone had... Surely
1: that's one of the kids.
2: Well, no, because
0: the, the kids were, one of them was a baby, the other one was a toddler. And the toddler, they took out of the bath and took her into the bedroom to get her changed. I had a broken leg. Right, that's crazy. And Jack was outside. My brother was outside.
2: So again, with the running water, yeah? Yeah, running water. I don't remember anything to do with the sponge.
0: (laughs) <laughs> but when we got there and then i think it was the same house or it, i can't remember if it was this one or a different one when we got there when we first arrived you know you do the oblig- obligatory run around the house to see where your bedrooms are look in the p- cupboards and stuff and my dad opened this big huge scary cupboard and as he opened it there was this head there staring back at him what? and he was like and what it was was a... Uh, you know them Barbie makeup heads? Oh! <laughs> it was one of them, but it'd obviously been used by every single child that's ever stayed there. And it was just like there. We opened the cupboard and it was just there right in your face. <laughs> oh
2: my God, that is so much nicer than what I was picturing in my head.
0: No, not like a um, a severed
2: head. No, just like, just like a ghost face, like grinning back at you. Ugh. No.
0: And then... And there's another another house, one more. And there was another house that we went to. And I'll have to ask my sister again. This was in France. And it was once where we all went away together again with my cousins. And me and my cousin slept in one room. And my sister, elder sister, and my elder cousin slept in a different room. And um, in their bedroom, they had them Velux windows, you know, the skylight windows. Yeah. Uh, they were so high up that you couldn't close the blind. And uh, it was just opened, or the blind wouldn't shut all the way. And my sister said that she could swear that she could see someone staring in the light, like in the in the window. I'm not sure that's what she said. That's horrible. And then she turned. She turned over so that she wouldn't look at the window because it was scaring her. And as she did that, she felt someone pull the covers off. Oh no! Like if you think going how you are sleeping on your side. She could feel someone grab the covers and pull them, pull them back. And uh, my cousin was, like, at the other side of the room, so it wasn't her. And she went, she screamed, and that's when she was like, right, no, we're changing rooms. And they brought their mattresses down into uh, into another bedroom and slept there because they just couldn't be in that bedroom. Not fucking And, like, the surprised. whole house was quite nice, apart from that bedroom was freezing. And it was it was upstairs, so normally they're one of the warmer bedrooms. But no, it was a it was a bit of a creepy room. There you are. It sounds and that's it. all I can remember from all of our France trips.
2: Wow. You'd yeah. think there's quite a
0: few fre- freaky
1: houses here.
2: Yeah, and you'd think there'd be more ghost stories, but the French really aren't into that, are they? Particularly. No, I think they're just quite
1: um they're just
2: quite serious, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, if this were, if it was in England, you'd be, like, sticking a plaque on your front door. Haunted house, guided tours, <laughs> £10 mm. entry. Do you know what I mean? You're right, you would. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah, well, that was a great way to start the podcast. I'm now terrified. Yay! Yay! We're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's me to start this week. What is it? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay, so I'm actually Cheers. going to do the story that i did before and that we couldn't use because the audio was bad oh yeah. yeah do you remember what it was absolutely not <laughs> no
0: <laughs> i knew that you wouldn't have to have waited you wouldn't need to wait long because
2: <laughs> i was i was remember talking nothing. to my husband and i said to him oh i'm i'm going to do the story that we had to scrap because of the audio and he said oh they'll remember it though won't they i was like no <laughs>
1: i literally can't remember the conversation we had before we even came in the podcast so you're all right
2: would you like me to remind you of what conversation we were having before we came (laughs) no thank you no thank you no thank you uh yes we can't broadcast what we were talking about before the podcast (laughs) it was filth pure filth so i'm going to talk about the haunting of the ship the queen mary exciting (laughs) (laughs) is that still not ringing any bells
1: no I'm sure
0: yeah I'm sure once you get going maybe a couple of bits will come back see
2: my husband was like you're not giving them much credit they will remember it was only a couple of weeks (laughs) ago I was like no honestly I don't think they will remember (laughs) I'm such a forgetful person well it's good because your reactions at least will be um, Sincere. sincere yeah So the Queen Mary is a retired British ocean liner that sailed mainly on the North Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1967. She had her first voyage on the 27th of May 1936. She set off from Southampton to New York. So on the ship you could find two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, libraries, children's nurseries for all three classes a music studio, a lecture hall. For all three what? Classes. Like social classes? Yes. And what year was this again, sorry? It's 1936.
0: I didn't even know they had swimming pools then.
1: I don't know. And on a boat. Yeah. Do you not think that's cool? Yeah, I think that's really cool. It amazes me that there's swimming pools on boats anyway. There's water on water. How mad's that? I tell you, I actually want to interject. While we're talking about travel, like in, like, travelling vessels, how weird is it that, you know, like, when you're on a plane and there's a fly in the plane, the fly just flies at a normal speed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Your your
2: brain is a very, very interesting place, Tash. (laughs) What a thought to have! <laughs> but do you know, I think that's weird?
0: At that time, that it's on a plane, it's probably the the fastest flying. Well, yeah, world. because it's
2: not
1: only is it like flying through the sky in a plane; it's then mo- then moving within the plane. But why isn't it f- like? hitting the back of oh i just don't even i don't know why i brought
2: this up i'm so sorry because oh like my g-force would push it back to the back of the plane yeah but aren't all the cabins like pressurized and stuff because if that was the case well, they must be i don't know the science i mean i've never been on an airplane i'm just putting that out there so i have literally no idea what i'm talking about but people get up and go to the toilet and they don't just fall over and go to the back of the plane do they
1: yeah, it's true, you're right. So my comment is flawed already. Let's just move on from that <laughs> then. <laughs> but I,
2: I love hearing these random Tasha thoughts. Okay, so we said uh, that she had two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, libraries, children's nurseries for all three classes, so social classes, a music studio, a lecture hall, telephone connectivity to anywhere in the world... Nice. outdoor paddle tennis courts which i'm pretty sure we established last time that was probably ping pong paddle tennis sounds fun oh yeah ping pong yeah that's what we guessed table tennis a dog kennel and Tasha gonna like this go on a plethora <laughs> of restaurants <laughs> i do
1: remember
0: where that. where would the dogs shit on they the, have special
1: the... decks don't they they have like dog decks shit decks yeah basically Ooh. for them to shit and
2: piss Yeah, but then it's, like, rinsed down. They don't just leave it all shitty and pissy.
1: No, I assume not.
0: I assume they throw it directly into the biggest toilet in the world, which is the sea. All them fish gobbling it up.
2: (laughs) What are we on about today? (laughs) Have we taken drugs? (laughs) Legit. Sadly not. I'm drinking water. I don't know what yours... I've only got water I've had a cup of tea. So we're not even pissed. I mean, we're never pissed. Absolutely not. Whilst podcasting. No, we're just on crack. What can I say? We're definitely not 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 on crack. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. (laughs)
1: Um, We're just crazy.
2: Anyway, so I'm going to carry on. I'm Mm going to plod through this. Plow on. Yeah. It was a posh boat. Ship. It was a posh ship. Can't call it a boat.
1: Sounds it. I'd love to go on a cruise ship.
0: No, I wouldn't. Too dangerous. Get murdered. What way to go, though? What, getting pushed off a boat? No, thank
1: you.
2: <laughs> oh, there's many ways to die on a cruise ship, as we will find out in my story. Na, na, na. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in late August 1939, on a return trip from New York to Southampton, the international tension of World War II was brewing. So she was escorted by a battle cruiser named HMS Hood and she arrived safely to Southampton. But after setting out again for New York, war was declared and she was ordered to remain in port until told otherwise. So she remained docked with another ship called the Normandy and another ship called the Queen Elizabeth. So they stayed there for some time until it was decided that all three ships could be used as troop ships. So the Normandy sadly was destroyed by a fire whilst undergoing reconversion. Oh dear. The Queen Mary sailed to Sydney to pick up troops from Australia and New Zealand to carry them to the UK. She was repainted grey and with her new colour coupled with her great speed, she gained the name the Grey Ghost. Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth were the largest and fastest troop ships involved in World War II, carrying as many as 15,000 men in a single trip. Their high speed and zigzag course made it practically impossible for U-boats to catch them. So I had to look up what a U-boat was, and it's a German submarine. Okay. So due to the U-boat risks, the Queen Mary was under strict orders to never stop. And so on the 2nd of October, when she accidentally sliced through one of her escort boats, the HMS Curacao, she did not stop to help survivors of the accident. The captain, however, did order accompanying destroyers to immediately look for survivors within minutes of the Curacao's sinking. They saved 99 men out of 338. That's a lot of
0: people gone, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, she sliced through this boat like a hot knife through butter. So most of the victims are said to have passed through the Queen Mary's propellers or to have succumbed to the cold sea. Oh, dear. Did it
0: say how long the boat took to get back to England from Australia?
2: It didn't. I don't know. A fucking long time, I imagine.
0: Yeah.
2: I bet it was. A cruise shipped from England to America is like two weeks, isn't it? Uh, I, think, yeah, think week weeks, I think it's a two or
1: three weeks. No. I think back in the day it would have been two weeks, but not I now. I think they go
0: slow on purpose, don't they? So it's not too choppy.
1: not fun on Google or what.
2: So we've already had a shitload of people die. Not on the ship, but because of the ship, yeah. Yeah. And another time, she was nearly capsized by a sudden tidal wave of 28 meters. She was turned 52 degrees out of nowhere. I mean, this wave just appeared. No one saw it coming. Three more degrees and she would have sunk. So at the time of this incident... How massive would that wave have been? That must have been horrific. 28 meters. It's pretty fucking big. Oh, God. So, at the time, she was carrying the most men she had ever had. Oi, oi. Sorry.
1: (laughs) It would take 40 days.
2: What, to get to Australia? Yeah. Yeah, that's about... 32 to 40 days. That's a long time. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Mm. So, three more degrees and she would have sunk... At the time of this incident, she was carrying the most men she'd ever had, 16,082. such a slag. (laughs) I know a girl like that. (laughs) The number of casualties this almost capsized call still remains unknown. But if you think out of nowhere, this boat just almost completely capsized, that's going to throw everybody about, yeah? There's going to be some casualties.
1: I mean, also, for a boat like that to capsize, it's not like a rubber dinghy, is it? Like, that's some pressure. Like, that's some weight, isn't it, for that to do that? I
2: mean, that will have thrown furniture and everything all over people. I can imagine that quite a few people died. Yeah. So, by now, you're probably getting the picture that there was a lot of death on and surrounding the Queen Mary and probably explains why she is considered one of the most haunted vessels in the world. Mm. After the war... She was once more returned to her former glory as a passenger ship and was known as the stateliest ship afloat. She was completely refurbished to be even more beautiful than she was before. But from 1958, it became easier for people to fly across the Atlantic than to go by boat, which took days. Sometimes she would sail with more crew than passengers. So in 1967, after suffering severe financial losses the Queen Mary was put into retirement and permanently anchored in Long Beach. At this time, she had crossed the Atlantic a thousand times, had carried... Two, Fuck me, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And had carried two million hundred and twelve thousand passengers and had sailed 3,792,227 miles. I mean, round of applause
1: for saying those
2: numbers. <laughs> You said that. I don't even know what they look like. You said that the first time I said them as well. Well,
1: listen, that was genuine because I cannot say numbers.
2: No, that, yeah, I, I get what you mean. The Queen Mary was bought by the city and she was turned into a tourist attraction featuring restaurants, a museum and a hotel. So before her retirement and not counting the deaths that occurred during her time as a troop ship, there have been at least 16 reported crew deaths. And an estimated forty-one passenger deaths too. As Becky said, cruisers are pretty dangerous. They are. Some of these deaths include men overboard, which is terrifying. I I can't mm. actually imagine anything worse unless like you survive the fall and there's a shark waiting for you. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Dun, dun, oh, I, don't dun, dun, I don't like sharks dun, 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 dun,
2: dun, 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 dun. I mean I've got nothing against sharks and we need to stop killing sharks but I'm, I'm I, terrified I, of I also don't really want to be eaten by a shark
1: No Yeah but what is the likelihood that either of you two are going to get eaten by a shark
0: I got stung by a jellyfish so that's nearly the same
1: Lots of people have been stung by jellyfish No no it's, uh, it's,
0: it's practically the same I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> A brush with death <laughs> Did you get pissed on? No, I did run up the beach asking my husband to piss on me, but he, he didn't. <gasps> okay. And it's a myth anyway. It doesn't I don't work. I do care. No. Fine. No, no, it just went so, away by itself. Don't
1: sound so disappointed. I'm disappointed, like, but, you know, let's you
2: just want move on. Okay. It sounded like you wanted Becky to get pissed on. <laughs> well, <yes. laughs> But uh, talking about sharks, you're talking about the probability of it happening. If I liked going in the sea, taking into consideration climate change and that the seas are getting hotter, so the sharks are travelling more to the warm waters. It isn't an outrageous thought to think that at some point in our lifetime, there will be man-eating sharks in the waters around.
1: I don't think man-eating sharks are a thing, though. I just think they're one-offs. I don't yeah, I know. Think,
0: yeah, I think they just mistake you for a seal, don't they?
1: I don't think the sharks are there, like, thinking, oh, do you know what I fancy today? Oh, I want a bit of people.
2: Was that <laughs> your Australian accent? That <laughs> sounded so like so... the shark was Australian, which, to be fair, is probably true. Right then. So I'm so glad that, that, that was recorded was I get to
0: listen to the accent again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh dear. (laughs) Okay. Please resume. Yes. yes. The first death I want to talk about is that of John Pedder. So on July 10th, 1966, he was crushed to death by a watertight door, door number 13, during a routine drill. Now I say crushed to death, but by all accounts, he was cut in half, gaining him the nickname Half Hatch Harry. So for some unknown reason, he decided to play chicken with the door. So there was an alarm that was set to either, say, 30 seconds or a minute before it closed. And he decided he was going to jump through the door just as it was closing. And he lost. He's a twat. He was only 18 at the time. Aww, so. That's
0: why I, I get it. It's the sort of thing that stupid people do when they're young and stupid and think they're invincible. Yeah, not stupid as in like, yeah, you know, I mean, just... Trying to to play the clown or
2: whatever. Yeah, uh, at 18, you don't, you know, you're invincible. Yeah, nothing can touch you. mm -hmm. But the door did. The door did. His spirit still roams the ship to this day. His apparition has been seen wearing white overalls and leaves greasy handprints wherever he roams. I mean, wash your hands. I mean, he's a ghost, mate. I mean, oh, to be fair, they could, like, run a shower, run a bath. So, yeah. (laughs) yeah but is
0: he cut in half though as a as a ghost or is he whole
2: no i think they see him whole i don't think they see him like walking about half that would be horrifying can you imagine that
0: yeah pretty scary ghost would that be
2: and he, he was he was like sliced from say his collarbone down to his hip it was like diagonal oh not like a clean You know, like top half, bottom half. No, like diagonally. So William E. Stark, senior second officer, accidentally poisoned himself by drinking acid instead of gin. That's unfortunate. Did he
0: not read the label? I'm pretty sure one said gin and one had a skull and crossbones on
2: it. Also, it smells so different. So what happened is the captain said, go and get the gin from my cabin. And he kept the acid that he used to clean his furniture in a gin bottle. So that's where the confusion came from. Ah
1: um, sorry, but what acid is cleaning furniture? Is that a thing?
2: Rusty furniture. I don't know, but that's that's what apparently happened. He did realise instantly his mistake. Oh, but it was too late and despite going to the ship's doctors eventually as to begin with he was just like nah i'll be fine and then just stayed and continued drinking loads of gin Where you, you know and his cr- mate that sounds suspicious to me i think someone poisoned him possibly
0: i reckon he was sleeping with sleeping with the captain's wife and decided to get rid of him yeah that's what happened well, solved it
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I, I researched. What I did research was that he wasn't that fussed about it and he just continued to drink with the other mates, saying, oh, it'll be okay, I didn't have that much. Ins- Absolute glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In- instead of going to have his stomach pumped. But as a result, he died three days later and he was buried at sea.
1: R.I.P. Did he just
0: like drink a cup of milk and be like, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be lying in the stomach?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. Oh, so... Yeah. The apparition of a man wearing officer's uniform has been seen in the captain's cabin, as well as the sun deck and the promenade. People have heard disembodied sounds of choking and coughing in the isolation ward too.
1: Oh. You know when they um bury them at sea do they weigh them down
2: or are they just like on a wooden plank, like drifting? No, I think they get weighed down.
0: Did I tell you the story about the man that really wanted to be buried at sea? He died and what really that was in his last wishes was to be bur- buried at sea. But he was refused by like the local council. <laughs> so his his family just decided to bury him at sea anyway. And put him in a oh. a coffin, put him in a wetsuit in his coffin, but it was either very hot or they didn't have him embalmed and he kind of bloated up and filled with air and it was all trapped in his all trapped in his wetsuit and his coffin didn't sink. Or it popped straight back up. They were just waiting for it to sink and it never sank.
2: Awkward.
1: Awkward. That didn't work very well, did they? They could do like a Viking burial, couldn't they, where they send them off the sea and then they shoot lit arrows at them or like a king
2: i don't know if that's a viking i think they just wrap them in sheets and cord and i don't know maybe chuck some rocks in there and throw them overboard yeah i don't know i've never buried anybody at sea so have you not no not 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 as of yet i thought that was your weekend job (laughs) so one of the more famous ghosts is that of a little girl called jackie she drowned in the second-class swimming pool at around the age of four or five, so she is well known to speak to the investigators who talk to her, and she can be often heard calling out for her parents or screaming as loud as she can. Little wet footprints have also been witnessed appearing from nowhere, and oh. you can watch them become visible as a little ghost walks about. L- oh. That's that wet,
0: wet ghosts. No,
1: thank you. Also somewhat of a hazard. Yeah. Indeed. It's so slippy.
2: <laughs> Jackie tends to be never far from another spirit called Sarah. She also drowned in the same pool Age seven. She is mostly known to be very protective of little Jackie and has even slapped people around the face for asking too many questions. The two girls can be heard. That's creepy. It is creepy indeed. I imagine a ghost getting really annoyed with this, like, shut the fuck up. So the two little girls can be heard singing together. And I bet it's something really, really creepy like, ring-a-ring-a-roses. I
1: I think it's lavender, blue, dilly-dilly, lavender, green.
2: There is also a small boy that liked to play with the two other little girls in the pool area. He is known as Jeremy, but not much is known about him or under what circumstances he died. Another ghost of the Queen Mary is a lot less pleasant than the children. He has been nicknamed Grumpy. He likes growling in people's ears. (sighs) Fuck that. Oh, that actually happened to me yesterday, right? So I'm sat on my bed, messing about on the computer, researching stuff, and it sounded like somebody's belly grumbled right in my ear. And I was on my own. That's gross. Yeah.
1: What did you
2: do? I ignored it completely and just (coughs) pretended it... Pretended that it didn't happen. That didn't just happen. Uh, But yeah, because I've already had somebody go ha in my ear before. And uh, yeah, not pleasant. If people could stop doing things in my ears. (laughs) 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 Anywhere else? (laughs) Oi, (laughs) oi. So, he has been nicknamed Grumpy, and he likes growling in people's ears. I just
1: think that's a shit nickname. It is,
2: because you, you kind of imagine a cute little frowny dwarf, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And the growling... Bit,
1: like Grumpy until you tickle him, and he's like, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, no, the growling in people's ears is not cool. So, people can even feel his warm breath as he growls at them. What breath? <laughs> a smell of cigarettes can be smelt when he is around. He likes to be with the children in the pool area, which to me makes him so much more creepy. Oh. Fucking pervert, that's what he is. Yeah, like go and hang out with the grown-up spirits, weirdo, yeah. growler. Then there's a the yellow man with the hat. Now this guy's fucking scary. He roams the hallways, he's very tall and has a yellowish tinge to him. He wears a gangster-type hat, his eyes are yellow and all his teeth are rotten. He likes scaring people by walking past them and then turning round and grinning at them. Nope. What a creep. Don't like it. Nope. So a smartly dressed apparition is often seen at the bar trying to get the staff's attention by clearing his throat. A very annoying way of getting somebody's attention if you want to drink. I would be so annoyed. Yeah.
1: I literally would ignore that.
2: Yeah, same here. As as a past barmaid, you you did it all clicking the fingers. Nah. You're not getting served. Someone clicked their fingers at
1: me once and I went, um yeah, I'm not coming over to that.
2: <laughs> it's just so disrespectful, isn't it? It's like I'm mm. not a dog. Well, there's just no need. So, he clears his throat, trying to get their attention, and when he does get acknowledged, he vanishes. So, he's rude, and then he just vanishes.
0: Hmm, even more rude.
2: In the ballroom is where you can find the lady in white. She dances in there alone in her white evening gown, usually seen near the piano, but sometimes she wanders the hallways too. People have seen her walking down the stairs before tripping and disappearing. Which leads people to think that possibly she died after falling down the stairs. That's sad. Yeah. As for the poor victims of the curacao, I think I'm saying that right. It's cur- it's curacao, like c a o at the end. Curacao, curacao.
0: Yeah, that's had that curacao like the drink. I think is is that spelt slightly differently.
2: Well, it's got a little wiggly bit under the sea, which is Curacao, isn't it? Oh, Curacao, yeah. So, as for the poor victims from the Curacao or Curacao, not sure which one it is, they are also said to still be present around the ship. People have experienced what feels like a collision, even though the ship is not moving, and then they hear screams and splashing in the water.
1: Nope. <laughs>
2: Two ghosts of soldiers have been seen just casually wandering around, chatting to each other, and are they also known to straighten up people's clothes if they think they look scruffy? Can you imagine that? If you're just walking about the ship and a ghost walks up to you and starts like faffing with your clothes, I
1: mean, even if a human person did
2: that, it wasn't dead, that would piss me off. Yes, but if they were dead, you'd be—you wouldn't be offended. You—you'd be terrified,
0: and I'd also be yeah, like, "Well, you're, right. you're dead. Why are you being so
2: judgy?" <laughs> <laughs> You've had your life. Let me live my scruffy life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when the ship was a troop ship, the soldiers were so offended by the chef's cooking that a group of them got together and got him in his kitchen and threw him in the oven where they cooked him alive. Ugh. Now in that kitchen, there's poltergeist activity and you can hear the sound of disembodied screams. Oh, I don't bloody blame him. What? Did you? Was this in the original store or Have you added this in? No, it was in the original. I don't remember this at all. This that's horrific. Yeah, me neither. And how bad was his food for them to think? Do you know what he deserves? Let's fucking cook him alive. I mean, it seems like a bit of an overreaction.
0: Yeah, and also that would ruin the oven for like food. Somewhat an overreaction,
1: I
2: yeah, think. Actually, yeah. an overreaction. Just sack him. Yeah. Put him somewhere else. Put him on cannon duty or something. So cabin B340 is apparently so haunted that it is unavailable for guests to rent. Staff refuse to spend more than a few minutes in there. Sightings of bedsheets flying off the bed and taps turning themselves (laughs) on and off again. What What is it with taps, man? Have been reported there. I'm not excited that I'm
1: literally facing my sink right now. I'm not in the kitchen.
2: Uh, just think yourself lucky that you're not staring out of a pitch black window, which I am. I've shut the blind. Cabin B474 is said to be home to a ghost called Dana, who was murdered along with her family. The killer strangled her little sister and her mother on the bed and then shot Dana in the bathroom. Oh my god. Mmm, drama. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. There was speculation that it was the father that did it, but I couldn't find a lot more information about it. Bloody hell. I know. John Henry is another famous ghost of the vessel. He was crushed to death trying to escape a fire in the boiler room. To this day, people hear knocks and see bright lights around the boiler room and say that sometimes the door to the engine room is too hot to touch for no apparent reason.
1: That's like... When it was on the Titanic, you know, like, obviously the film version, when they could hear him knocking.
2: Mm, yeah, not very pleasant. As if there weren't enough spooky children ghosts on the ship, another girl who has been seen in the old nursery area holding a doll and looking for her mummy, she apparently was sliding down the banister when a wave hit the ship and she fell, breaking her neck and dying instantly. Oh, mm. bless her heart. That's horrible. And there are also two women who have been seen in 1930s and 1960s attire, both apparently drowning in the pool during their respective eras. Then, to finish, here is the story of the vanishing guest. He was travelling on the ship when he approached a steward to ask him if he could find him a female companion for the evening. Oi, oi, cheeky cheeky. Yeah, he slipped the steward some money and his request was met. A lady did join him in his cabin in the morning however the steward noticed that the man had not come down for breakfast so he went to check all was okay and to his horror all he found was the murdered corpse of the lady and no sign of the man oh my god his luggage that had been stowed and all of his registration information had also vanished so this what? guy just poofed yeah he poofed
1: what do you think he was a ghost all along
2: no idea or oh, do you think he like,
0: had know. a crew member's outfit and like, he dressed up like that and ran away? I've like, honestly no idea what,
2: what happened there. So I've told you about some of the most famous hauntings on the ship, and yet it holds apparently some 130 spirits. Even without seeing a ghost, people are constantly smelling cigarette and cigar smoke, Glimpsing shadow figures out of the corner of their eye, hearing odd noises, feeling uncomfortable, or even dizzy and nauseous. So who knows how many are actually still there. And that's the end of my story.
1: Wow, thank you very much. That was, maybe I don't want to go on a cruise ship.
0: Two stories now that you don't, that say don't do it. Don't
1: do it, don't do it. It's like an omen, isn't it, telling me not to do it?
0: There are seven dead sailors in the walls.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Earlier I really wanted to whisper, there are seven dead sponges in the walls. (laughs) 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 So my sources for my story were (laughs) thelittlehouseofhorror.com, Wikipedia, emmacruisers.com, not me. Emma cruises.
1: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not me. Sorry. Do you have a cruise liner?
2: You don't let us Emma, go. No, and date. why aren't you financing the podcast more? You have a cruise oh. liner. <laughs> it's not me. Emma's quite oh. a common name.
0: No, it's not. You're <laughs> the only Emma I know. <laughs> no, it's that's not true.
2: Arcadia what do you mean you know multiple Emmas? I'm gonna get very jealous. I know a plethora of Emmas. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only
1: know a couple. I think I only know you and then one well, other. Well,
2: that's acceptable. Becky knows a plethora of Emmas. I hope I'm I'm like the top Emma. No,
0: I don't. I only know okay. two Emmas. I think I only like know and two And I'm or the three top Emmas, one, right? So, you're still I'm... special. Yeah. yeah. Favourite Emma.
2: ArcadiaPublishing.com, TheDeadHistory.com, LegendsOfAmerica.com and BuzzFeed.com. There we go. So shout out to them. Thank you for the information.
0: i very much enjoyed it and didn't remember barely any of it. I remembered more the stupid little side conversations that we had than the awesome story. So, thank you for telling us again.
2: You are more than welcome. So, merci beaucoup. At some point. Yeah, thanks, Any <laughs> Anytime. You're welcome anytime. Anyway, Bex. Oh, yeah. Good luck. We're rather giddy tonight, apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah apparently well my story is pretty short that's probably a very
2: good job because we've spoken about a a lot of shit tonight yeah
0: so murder 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 Murder. so i thought i'd do a a murder from a country that i haven't done yet go on um because i've done this it was really hard to research because Ah. i don't speak danish
2: what that's embarrassing becky (laughs) Wow, well, <laughs> I don't think we can be friends anymore.
0: <laughs> I know this story is is a pretty good story, but trying to fill it out with more information has turned out to be really, really hard. Because I googled it on French Google, on English Google, tried to tried to Google Translate what well, I wanted to say into Danish and into Finnish to see if I could.
2: Because you can speak Finnish,
0: uh, but literally nothing. <laughs> Because, well, it's part of it happens in Finland, you'll see. And I thought maybe it would be more reported there. And,
2: and I can understand but, it and better. And then I was
0: just going to copy and paste the whole page onto Google Translate to help me. Literally, the only thing that I found is the same story repeated again and again and again and again. I could send you a screenshot of all the results, and you can see it just starts the exact same way. It's just the same. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, we believe oh, you. So it was so it's like annoying. Defensive, isn't she? <gasps> yeah, but normally <laughs> yeah. you have loads of
0: different sources, and now this time it's just almost. Well, it's just wikipedia obviously it's a given and then the rest of the information i got from almost all from murderpedia as well so i tried to put a few things into into my own words and i did get a little bit more information from other places but you so
2: the justification is probably as long as the story is going to be yeah so our story this
0: week is about a guy called steen victor christensen so I'll just refer to him as Christensen throughout the whole thing. He was born in 1964 in Denmark. He had a pretty normal upbringing, far as I could tell. I could barely find anything on his earlier life, but in 1986, so when he was in a when he was in his twenties, he got himself into debt because he was living a really lavish lifestyle, spending money that he didn't have. And he had a bit of an obsession for gambling.
2: Yeah, it's not a good mix. Mm-hmm.
0: As you might think, he got into a lot of debt, sometimes with
1: the wrong people.
0: So like all of us were doing that in his position, he decided to rob a bank.
1: No, I mean, listen,
2: um, you should have called me, I'm, I understand that. Oh, so you rob a yeah. bank, but you won't bury a body? Possibly sugar daddy,
0: possibly stripping. That's the uh... one that I always turn to, but can't dance. And yeah. uh, I'm too old for a sugar daddy now, apparently. So. You're not
1: too old for a sugar daddy. You just have to go with older sugar daddies. Oh.
0: <laughs> no. Anyway, he decided not to go that route and he decided to rob banks instead. Standard, mm. standard. Turns out this was his calling and he was actually pretty good at it. Thanks.
1: Hey, someone's <laughs> got
0: to be. So he um, robbed a bank. All went well. He was able to pay off some of his debt. Yep. And oh, yeah, and continue his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So he goes and robs another bank, and another one, and he went on to rob over ten different banks.
2: Oh, he, he was very good. <laughs> at I think it. he's pushing it.
0: Very good.
2: He's getting cocky now, though.
0: Yeah, after he robbed those ten banks, all in all, he robbed about seven hundred thousand euros worth of cash.
2: That's not that much from ten banks. How is it? much? Seven hundred
0: thousand.
2: From 10 banks? Yeah, but
0: I think he was he was working like mostly alone. So for one person, it's not like he was splitting it between a team.
1: So he's just robbing from the cash register, isn't he? This is 80s money. Oh, okay.
0: It's about a million worth. It must be about a million in today's money, at mm, least.
1: Maybe more. Although he never
0: killed anyone while he was robbing banks.
1: That's good of him.
0: Yeah. The people that were working there... And the members of the public that were at the wrong place at the wrong time were often met with violence or kept as hostages as he was robbing the bank. I mean, when you rob a bank, it's not a victimless crime, because it's still people's money. But those people were pretty traumatized after being held hostage. He was really enjoying himself. He paid off all his debt. He was still living his awesome lifestyle that he was loving. So but to keep everything up he needed to keep robbing banks and obviously the more banks you rob the more police are going to be looking out for bank robbers. In 1992 everything caught up with him and he got arrested. He received a 12-year prison sentence for several of the robberies, hostage taking and even a rape charge.
1: Fuck's sake.
0: So he wasn't just like a bank robber. He was also a piece of shit. Yeah. In prison, he engaged in drug dealing and received an extra three-year extension on his sentence. And then in September 1997, so five years into his sentence, I don't know who decided this, but some judge did the stupidest thing ever and decided to grant him short leave from prison like a furlough. Right. And I couldn't find out why. So I don't know. It must someone must have been ill in his family. Like a f- someone must have been dying.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe his parents or something could die. Yeah.
0: So he was supposed to come back after like a week. They let him out of prison and he wasn't escorted. It wasn't under supervision. So he was just basically free.
2: And he didn't come back.
0: Yep. So, as you can imagine, he didn't ever report back. And he fled to Finland. That was in September 1997. After being on the run for about a month, on October 22nd, he needed some money. So, uh, around two o'clock in the morning, he rang the doorbell of a very upscale downtown hotel in Helsinki. He was very well-dressed and just acting like a regular customer that would turn up to the hotel. To the concierge that opened the hotel for him, he said that he didn't appear suspicious whatsoever. He just looked like a normal customer. So we just let him in. Christensen spoke fluent English and pretended to be English and and he checked into a room that he'd reserved earlier in the day by phone. As he was checking in and everything... No one else is in the hotel because it's at two o'clock in the morning. And so Christensen looked around, and when he felt the time was right, he got out his gun and waved it in the concierge's face.
1: What is wrong with this man?
0: Yeah, well, I think he was just trying to get some money out of their register. So what he did was he tied the concierge's hands and legs and left him lying on the floor of the hotel. And then he robbed their, well, their register or their safe. And he got about a thousand euros worth of cash. So he left the concierge tied up on the floor and ran out of the hotel. And he started towards the apartment that he was renting. So he was renting an apartment about a, about a kilometre away from the hotel. So the whole reserving room turning up at that time was all done on purpose so that he can yeah. get this money. It was a Tuesday night. So, you know, not particularly busy or anything. Escaping the hotel and making his getaway shouldn't have taken more than 15 minutes to get back to his hotel, but apparently the concierge was able to free himself from his buy a lot quicker than what Christensen thought. Police rushed to the scene and started closing off, securing the hotel and started closing off the surrounding area to ready to start the search for Christensen. At the time that the police was alerted, Christensen was was a couple of blocks away from his apartment. He's on foot, so he decided to kind of stay in the shadows and try and stay out of sight, but without looking suspicious. Because uh, if you see like a really shady man walking around, the police are just going to clock him straight away. So as he's walking up the road, he sees that there's a police car. Coming down the road, so he turns into an alley to go cut across and go into a different street. And as he does that, and he comes out of the alleyway and straight onto to like a different block, he walked almost straight into another patrolling police car.
1: What at what?
0: Uh, I know the police were stopping everyone and asking who they were as part of their procedure. What they were, what they were doing, and in case they needed to. You know, for witnesses, witness statements, and stuff, but the police at the scene, because it had only just happened, police at the scene didn't really have a lot of information about the guy that had robbed the hotel and of v- just a very like vague description of what the shocked concierge could or could like say among the details that hadn't been sent out to all the other police was the fact that the robber was armed, so they had no idea that he was armed.
1: That seems like quite an important piece of information to miss yeah. out.
0: Yeah. Well, gun violence is quite rare in Finland uh, in mm. the 90s and now. It's not something that happens very often at all. Don't know why that, that information, that very important information, wasn't quickly radioed out to everyone. So the two policemen stopped Christensen and asked him to identify himself One of the officers stayed with Christensen on the street, whilst the other officer returned to the patrol car and called on the radio for more information. The radio call took longer and longer, and Christensen could see that the policeman was just kind of talking on his radio but not turning around. It was getting a bit suspicious, thinking, oh dear, you know, is this, do they know who I am? He was starting to realize that the longer he waits here with the police, the slimmer his chances are of getting away and he was here within now within minutes from his apartment and, and getting off the streets and this very random police patrol was apparently the only thing that was preventing him well, you know to su- succeed with the robbery and get away. Christensen decided to take out his handgun. He told the officer closer to him to lie down on the ground and the officer in the car to step out onto the street. After forcing both policemen on the ground, face down, Christensen brutally executed Sergeant Aero Holstie and Senior Constable Antero Palo by shooting them in the neck and in the back of the head. Oh, Oh,
1: piece of shit.
0: Yeah. And I had a look into this because I wasn't sure much about gun control and everything in, in Finland. According to worldatlas.com, in Finland, patrolling officers do not carry firearms. Finland has a very well-trained police force with only 15% of, the, of applicants passing the various tests to be accepted into the force. And since 2014, Finland has only had four police shooting deaths when you compare it to the US, for example, I mean, the population sizes between Finland and the US is is very different. So they've just compared it to like different states that are the same size as Finland, or yeah. have the same population. So since 2015, there's been four police shooting deaths in Finland, compared to Mississippi, which had 65, Louisiana, 110, and Colorado that have had 198. Just to show you, you they, um, they don't get many in the UK, but it's probably a little bit more than four, but still, it's nowhere near 65, 110, and 198. So it was just to... Uh, because I wasn't sure if uh, if it was normal for them to not carry guns or if that's changed, and it hasn't. It's just... They, they do have access they can carry, but it's not normal for them to do so.
2: Well, he's just proper fucked himself, though, hasn't he? He's just shot two police officers.
0: Yeah, but... For a think of that, a thousand euros. Yeah, I know that he can go back to prison, but for a thousand euros he's now taken he's now traumatized a poor guy that was just trying to work in a hotel and killed two people. As reports came in of a shooting and two officers being down, a manhood of unprecedented proportion began. All available police resources were engaged to finding Christensen. Because he gave a fake name at the hotel, I think that's why it was taking a while for the report to come back on the police thing, because it wasn't wasn't a name that existed. But they managed to, well, they had a description of what he looked like, a better description by then, and a few witnesses from the uh, from the shooting. All major ports were under close supervision with heightened security. The general public was alerted through the media and told to watch out but not to approach the suspect. And approximately 88 hours after the killings, Christensen was found and arrested in another town in Finland. Once found, he did not resist arrest and he proceeded calmly. Despite his protest, Christensen was sent to a mental health examination in a mental hospital. He spent 21 days in hospital, after which the examination was cancelled. The reason was that Christensen refused to undergo any type of psychological tests or examinations. By them cancelling the examination, the Finnish Centre of Healthcare had made a statement about Christensen's mental health. According to the statement, they said that he acted out of full reason, Uh, He knew what was happening at the time and he wasn't um, having any mental health issues at the time. So once they let him out of there and started to proceed with the normal questioning and the trial afterwards, Christensen continuously showed deep remorse and cooperated in every way that he could. He um, waived his right to a professional legal representation and confessed the entire course of events as there was also a lot of in-, in evidence as well against him but he just admitted it straight away he didn't try and hide it now he yeah he just uh, admitted everything which it makes a change actually in the stories that i've covered they often don't admit anything was he uh
2: he just fessed up
0: i think he just wanted to
2: maybe it's like you becky you just couldn't be asked he was like you know what just yeah i did it take me away
0: I think he was a bit of a shitty person and robbing... I mean, I I know that he didn't just rob banks, but there's a step. It's different to actually killing someone. You know, he was like a career criminal and, and that, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah, like you say, I mean, he might have just been fed up. I don't know. He's still alive and currently still in jail. And that's about it. I haven't got anything else. That's the whole story, really. He, uh kind of escaped prison because of furlough and then uh i don't know if anything happened in denmark because why was he even furloughed yeah (laughs) i don't know that was that's all that happens really he's um but he is still in prison and uh, he's not getting out from what i could see the only photos i've got is from when he's quite young when must have been in the 90s when this was all going
2: down
1: Well, thanks, Bex. Yeah, thanks, Becky.
2: All right, girls, shall we wrap it up before we go on about any more shites that I will spend hours editing? Well, listen,
1: um, Uh if you want to follow us on social media, you can get us at SCSK underscore podcast. That is on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok.
2: Emma? Yep. And we're also on Facebook, just under Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. And you can email us at chillers.killers.pod
0: at gmail.com.
2: And we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And please follow us on TikTok. It's pathetic. We've got like 10 (laughs) followers on TikTok. (laughs) three of them are us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and Twitter, because uh, we've got quite a large following on Twitter that are mainly other podcasters. So, yep, get, get some uh, mm-hmm. listeners on there. That'd be cool. Yes, please do. Yeah. Okay, then, ladies. Thanks for that. And I shall uh, see, you, see next you next week. week.
1: Stay safe.
2: Don't kill. But I was going to say love you. <laughs> we do love you. We do love you. <laughs> don't kill people and keep it weird bye 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 Bye. love you bye bye
1: (laughs) bye 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 bye
0: bye
2: Bye. there are seven dead sponges in the walls (laughs) flippy sponge